Thanks, everybody, for tuning in the Shore Thing today. It is Warren and Ryan here with you on July 26th. We'll talk the Olympics. We'll talk more news in the SEC as Texas and Oklahoma paving way to join as we got more info coming out after we recorded on Thursday. And the NFL training camps are uh, getting uh, started. So we'll dive into that. You can check us out on Spotify. Apple Podcasts, and the iHeartRadio Podcast app. Brian, before I ask how your weekend was, there is some uh, um, exciting news <laughs> that I share with everybody. <laughs> so, over the weekend, I was watching the Olympics, a lot of the Olympics. Your boy, I texted you this yesterday. But we have joined the Million View Club on TikTok with one of my uh, Olympic TikToks, volleyball, up to 4.2 million views right now on the talk. Yeah, I mean, you alerted me to it uh, early on. I, I don't even know if we had, I think we were like around 500K or something at that point. <laughs> Might have been less than that. It might have, yeah, it might have been less than that too. But uh, yeah, you're just like, hey, go check out some of these comments. It's, it's kind of funny. And so we, you know, we were just pretty much talking about everybody commenting on it. And then uh, later that day, um, I can't remember if you texted me first or what that said we got a milli. And I went to go show Jamie the TikTok because I was like, yo, Warren's got a TikTok that's got a million views on it. And she was like, what? And so I went to show her it. And when I showed her, I think you're at two or something like that. And I was just like. Uh, you know, this is crazy, whatever, unreal. And uh, yeah, now we're sitting at, what'd you say, 4.2? 4.2. I mean, certified, certified uh, uh, viral. We've always talked about whenever you get these big these big uh, TikToks that, you know, you get a couple hundred thousand views on. I always say, you need to get somebody to post it on Twitter, and that's when it blows up. And and somebody did that. So I'll let you go ahead and, and break that, that news, too. John Boy. Yeah. I didn't even realize he'd posted it until the... Someone who I used to caddy with um, tagged me in it when he said he heard my uh, he heard he's heard my voice before and 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 heard me uh, going uh, whatever being in awe. Have you seen that before? I have not seen the, okay. the skyball. Thank you because I am getting first of all the comments. People are like, you need to watch more beach volleyball. Okay, look, I watch a lot of sports. I'm not going to seek out beach volleyball <laughs> and watch, see if a sky ball is coming in. I guess it was in a movie and it was a TV show. Like, I also didn't realize all these commenters, there's such a beach volleyball is obviously it's not that many people commenting, but everybody seems to know uh, the sky ball was or their credit. Thank, thankfully for them, they're still commenting that this is the sky ball. That's why it has continued to keep going viral that they just keep saying, this is a sky ball. How don't you know this? Blah, 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 this and that. But I've never seen that move before. Yeah, I definitely have not either. Um, and I'll read some of the comments they are saying it's usually used when it's sunny outside, which not makes in, sense. Yeah. Which makes perfect <laughs> sense. And this guy decided to do it in the dead of night with <laughs> no kind of no, no sun, nothing. I don't know. Maybe if he thought maybe he was going to get, you know, caught in also the stadium wind. lights they or say something in the wind, it's yeah. very difficult in the wind, but, uh, yeah, no. So yeah, it was, what was really funny is, you know, you get some of the people that were like, you know, I've been playing volleyball all my years, blah, blah, you know, whatever. But then there's some people that are like, 
oh, as a, a aficionado that's been playing for three weeks. Or there was one guy that really got me. That was he said, as a, as a lifelong uh, skin flute player, I've never seen this before in my life or something like that, which I thought was pretty hilarious. There was one that says, uh, as a welder of 15 years, I've never seen this before or something, <laughs> which I thought a lot of people have been saying that, which I thought was very, very funny. Then there's also, I think, uh, the Brazilians started this in like the 80s, I think is what they're saying. So this has gotten into Brazil and there's a bunch of like Portuguese comments out there that I'm totally uh, clueless on. Um, then also what you pointed out to me, I didn't even realize it. If you look at the video that uh, um, the ceiling fan, the angle, the reflection, the ceiling fan is right in the line of the ball on the TV. And people are joking that the, they thought the ball was going to hit the ceiling fan or go through the ceiling fan. Yeah, that one was good. And then the guy saying, uh, that's crazy. They're still letting fans attend beach volleyball, <laughs> yes. which at first I thought he was making a joke about the the stands being empty. But then when I went back and watched, I was like, oh, the fan, like that's that's pretty little, nice little double entendre. Nice play on words there. So credit to that guy for being uh, big brained. Yes. Did you also see there's been a big battle? <laughs> there's a big battle going on. Someone was asking why that it was Tokyo 2020 and not Tokyo 2021. And someone, I think this is like 65 replies deep or something. I've just vaguely been keeping up with it. It's uh, the notification been going on, but they were, con they were trying to convince someone that the Olympics were pre-recorded last year in 2020. <laughs> and now they're just showing them in 2021. <laughs> <laughs> like That's they were awesome. like, like this person, and then like five people said, "This person's lying to you. They're just messing with you." Like, what's going on there? And then one of the responses, like, Jill Biden was at uh, uh, at the um, at the Olympics or whatever. Like, she she they weren't she wasn't first lady then. Like, and they're like, "Oh no, it was all planned, like a deep state or like all this." And it was uh, the they were going back and forth of like, and they're like, "Well, I'm seeing all these videos of TikToks of athletes." going on right now in the Olympics. Like, oh yeah, those are all recorded now. They're just waiting to be posted right now or whatever. It was so, <laughs> so funny. That is hilarious. That's really, really good. <laughs> it was very, very funny. Um, but uh, the funniest thing though about that is one so uh I just I it was they had that on at the end of the men's basketball. I flipped it over after a men's basketball yesterday morning. And the Italian guy had served it like that, like his serve before. And I was like, what is this? And I was like, oh, my God, I hope they get another serve. I hope this guy gets another serve because I'm going to record it. And I recorded it, put it on TikTok. I go check Instagram and Alex Higgs, Harry Higgs's brother, posted on Instagram. He was like, what the hell is this? And I go, I don't know. I was just shocked as that. I was like, I just put it on TikTok. We'll see what it does. And then he texts me and goes, someone just sent me this TikTok. And it's at like a million views. Or I'm like, yeah, hey, you should have posted on TikTok. We could have been uh, together. But I thought that the video I had before with the French, the French skateboarding guy dressed up as the milkman. I thought that one was pretty funny and would do numbers, but look, shooters keep shooting and we'll, we'll, I'll see, I'll keep shooting on uh Olympic, uh, TikTok coverage hand up. I was late on the triathlon. I waited on that one. I should have done a better job there, but, uh, we move on. Yeah, no, as soon as, uh, when I went when I went to go show Jamie that, uh, the, the Millie one, and I saw that you had the the triathlon. I said, "Oh, this guy—he's trying to strike while the iron's hot." Why not? <laughs> I said, "He's trying to capitalize on something here." I think you found something with the uh, with the uh, Olympics. But uh, no, I, like I said, you got a volume shooter, baby, right? Volume yes. shooter. Volume shooter. Now I'm 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 trying to plot my next move here. I don't know what it is. I know for a fact I'm definitely going to do a race walking one because that's always going to get the people laugh. And I looked up the race walk. It's uh, five thirty yard time 
August 5th. It's like a week away or whatever. But race walking is definitely going to be one. Now I got to I got to um I got to plan my next move though on the next video or whatever. We'll, we got to see where it goes. Yeah, exactly. 100%. You got to I mean, it, ideally big crossover cuz I'm sure you got some golf Twitter in your for sure. Me, some golf TikTok in your uh, followers and then Olympic TikTok so you know, yes. maybe maybe we get an electric moment there that yes. you can really capitalize on. Yes, I yes, we will see. I I, I was just as I said, I was disappointed in the French guy. I thought that was good. Maybe it was a little long, but uh, it is interesting how the videos and people comment like that video I had was like 13 seconds. Um, it was very visually like captivating, you would say, and people knew it or whatever. And it's interesting how those videos take off when sometimes if you're describing something, they might not uh, take off depending what it is. It's it's TikTok is an interesting, uh, an interesting place. That's for sure. Yeah, I have yet to venture into it, so Don't. I'll leave, I'll leave that up to the uh, I'll leave that up to the professionals. Like I, I like I said a couple weeks ago, the the Instagram reels, those are nauseating. The yeah, they're nauseating, but also like I can't look away and stop scrolling on them because like as soon as you know as soon as one's over, you just scroll and there's another one there, and you're just I I literally hate watch them. I hate watch all these Instagram reels because. It's just it's it's unreal. It's crazy. I don't know what my algorithm is, but it's all over the place apparently. And uh, yeah, it's so I'm, I think I'm gonna I think TikTok is I'm all set on that. Well, how about this? We talked about big crossovers. John Boy was one on uh, Twitter, uh, Instagram. Have you seen the Overtime Instagram account? No. They have five point three million dollar or five point three million dollars five point three million. Uh, followers and they have just posted eight minutes ago my uh, Olympic serve TikTok, and, and they and they tag the Instagram and they tag the gram. Wow! And they tag the gram. Did they so, did they ask you for permission or anything? No, they just posted it. I guess as long as they uh, hey, just give credit. We'll we'll be fine. Yeah, because you could John Boy cut out my face at the end. They did some editing to put. Yeah, that they there. did. <laughs> that was, um, very funny, but, uh, yeah, no big time crossover. We'll see where that goes. Um, how was your, uh, how was your weekend? Cause I just not going to be honest, <laughs> watched a lot of the Olympics. No, we actually did too. We watched a ton. Like whenever we, we, I didn't leave the house yesterday at all. Jamie left the house, to go to the gym. I did not leave the house yesterday. And, uh, but other than that, we were home. We're just watching the Olympics, um, Friday, much of the same. Uh, went out to dinner with some friends, but yeah, went and hit some balls on. So this is a kind of a funny story. I went to hit, go hit some balls with my buddy on Saturday. He, cause it was the guy that I went out to dinner with on Friday, him and his wife, Jamie and I, and, and uh, Jackson. And he's like, Hey man, you want to go hit some balls tomorrow? I was like, yeah, sure. He's like, all right, cool. Um, you know, I'll, I'll try to figure out a time and let you know. I was like, yeah, that's like fine. Whatever. Uh, it's kind of, I mean, for me, a little worse than that. He texts me a couple hours later after we're home. He goes, I'll be in your driveway at 730. And I was like, yeah, I was like, buddy, 730 on a Saturday when I don't have baseball and I don't, you know, like, you know, I'll be your boy gets to sleep until like 8, 830, depending on how long the boy sleeps. And I was like, 730. All right, well, let's do it then. Well, it was 732 and he wasn't in my driveway. So I texted him and said it's 732 because I got my ass up early. You better be here. But uh, no, he was he just lives down the street. So he was here in no time. But we get to um, we ended up going to Waters Creek to hit some balls because he wanted to go check out that scene. And uh, we walk up there and the guy's like, yeah, our ball feeders out of balls. And I was like, <laughs> oh, my God. Already? 
I said it's eight o'clock on a Saturday. You guys are already out of ball. You know, I didn't say this to him because he's a yeah. really nice guy. We've talked to him there before. He's a really nice guy. But I was thinking to myself, and I told my buddy Gabe this. I was like, it's eight o'clock in the morning on a Saturday. You guys don't have enough balls already. And uh, and th- there were, I mean, the the driving range was pretty full, but unless everyone was hitting like two large buckets, like I, I have no idea. And he's like, the guy's getting on the picker right now, so it should be like another twenty minutes or so. And I was like, that is wild. Like of any day you would think Saturday, Sunday morning, that thing is stocked full They're You know, they're not going to have any issue, especially, you know, maybe not at 8 a.m., maybe at 12 or one or two, something like that later down the road. But I was like 8 a.m. on a Saturday, you guys are already out of balls. That's nuts. So they have a little pitch and putt there, a little six hole pitch and putt. Yeah. So we went around on that. And then by the time we were done, uh, they uh, they had balls stacked up. But I was just I was shocked when uh, when he said that, that they were out of balls in their ball dispenser at 8 a.m. I'll say on the time, I would rather go at 730 than three o'clock. No, for it's I mean, it, was, like, it was still hot. It's a beat the heat. It is a it yeah. is a little bit of a shocking. Like, oh, we're gonna hit balls at seven thirty. Like, pff, seriously, but that's a beat the heat right there. No, it, and and it was it was it was it was the smart play, but also it was like, seven thirty, just go yeah. hit a bucket of balls. Like, I mean, it seems a little <laughs> I'm not doing that. Yeah, it seems a little <laughs> aggressive there, but and uh, but uh, you know, it, it is what it is. He's he, like I say, he's he's a new newer golfer. He's been playing here for about. I don't know, maybe the better part of like a month now. So he's he's excited to go out and hit some balls every now and then. Um, I would also say probably the kid that was supposed to pick the range Friday night is going to be in trouble for probably not picking it. Um, that's probably why they're out of balls. Yeah, that, that, that's, like, that's, that's, that's what I see too. Got to be an issue there. Um, got to be an issue there. All right, we'll transition here into the Olympics since we're already mm-hmm. talking about it. Uh, one of the things... I was going to say, I mean, you talk about events or whatever. We were talking about what events we like beforehand. This morning I was watching, uh, I watched the men's team gymnastics. But the other thing I was watching was Japan, Sweden in handball. And I watched another handball game, I think Friday afternoon or Friday night, whatever. Um, I think I could be a handball goalie. Like 100%, I think I could be a handball goalie. They Their save percentage has got to be like 20%. It's uh, so Japan's. He, he was six of 31 late in the second half and he made a couple more saves. So he was probably like eight of 36. And then the Swedish guy was 11 of 36. Um, I could put up those numbers and you, 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 you get lucky on half the saves because your arms are just out or whatever. And you just got to, you just got to act like you're trying or spread your arms on and hope it hits. And that's a save right there. I think I could totally be a handball goalie. So I was watching, I think it was Korea. It was a women's one. I think it was Korea and um, another Eastern European team. And they had the, what they call the seven meter shot, which is pretty much a penalty shot or a free throw or whatever. And it was Korea that was shooting it and they were getting blasted. But the goalie was so slow on the reaction. I like, I kid you not. The ball was in the back of the net by the time she moved. And it wasn't like (laughs) the chick that it wasn't like the chick, like threw like, you know, a 90 mile an hour fastball by her. No, she like, it was in the, it was in the, in the back of the net. And then she like flinched to go the way that the ball was. I was like, what are you doing? Like, what are you doing here? How is that? How did you have such a late reaction time? Like it was atrocious, but yeah, I was thinking the same thing watching handball. Cause we, I watched a lot of it. Jamie kind of got intrigued by it a little bit there at the end. At first she thought it was weird and didn't make any sense. Um, but, uh, I was like, their save percentage has got to be so low. Like you, you, uh, you know, the, the old joke of 
if you want to feel worthless, just know that there's a lifeguard at the Olympic swim meet. Like you want to feel <laughs> yeah. worthless, just be a goalie for handball. I mean, you might as well just go uh, open net and just have an extra attacker. You might have a better shot of winning or probably the same shot of winning uh, w- without anybody in goal. Yeah, no, I, that was my big thought. So that's also a potential uh, TikTok idea. Say I could be an Olympic goalie or in handball and then have a friend like throw them at me or whatever, and I try and save them or whatever. See, I could do that. That's a, that's a, that's an idea that I was in. But yeah, no, I think I could totally do because that's like the old uh, um, the tweet that goes around every four years or whatever. Whenever it's tweeted, they should just put a, a, a normal person in the Olympics so they could show whatever they would do in their uh, yeah. in their thing to make it even it out or to just to just get a baseline. Handball, I think I'd be a goalie in that. That's that's pretty much like the only other. That's the only take I've had so far on what sport I could do um, in the Olympics. But uh, um, yeah, no, I was watching. I like watching archery. I'll tell you what, I'm a big archery guy. I like watching archery. Um, I was watching some of that on Friday night. The U.S. got upset in mixed doubles by uh, uh, Indonesia, two fifteen. So they've. Uh, I was disappointed the announcer didn't say this is a Norfolk State, Missouri situation going on, or a Middle Tennessee, uh, Michigan State. But uh, um, yeah, no, the Olympics have been good. Men's basketball yesterday. Uh, I just saw the fourth quarter because uh, that's when I got up, but uh, they definitely uh, pooped down their leg at the uh, in crunch time yesterday. Yeah, that, I, I was the same way. I woke up, and it was uh, like late in the third quarter, um, and I was like, "How you know, you're used to watching these pool play games by the USA Basketball, and they're up 120 to 80 going into the third quarter, something like that, right? And it's, the fact that it was such a close game, I was shocked. I was like, I mean, it's, this isn't even the Tony Parker French team. And, you know, it's, you know, yeah, you got Rudy Gobert, who arguably is the best center in the league. Um, and Nicholas Batum, who's a fine wing, nothing crazy. Same with Evan Fournier, you know, fine wing. Uh, Gobert is clearly the best player on that team. And I'm like, you can't beat this France team. Like, I mean, what do you, we have all time shooters on the, I mean, that was, that was, I think the big issue is guys just could not get buckets. Uh, especially there at crunch time. Like you said, Durant missed two wide open shots that were warm up jumpers. Um, I believe drew holiday was the other one that missed a wide open one in the corner. He should have drove it when the guy was down on his knees. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 They, yeah, there was, he was, he had a wide open baseline dunk and, and shot the three when they needed a two to tie. Um, but, uh, yeah, it was, it was a shocker. I mean, I, I, I think, uh, they're going to have to go back to the drawing board and, and realize that, look, we can't just out talent guys anymore. Like we might actually have to play basketball and a lot of stuff that was kind of brought up during the, um, uh, whatever the warmup games or the, you know, out in Vegas was that a lot of these NBA players are trying to get fouls or try to play the way they do in the NBA. And it just doesn't fly in FIBA or, or, uh, national uh, international play. We even saw a video. I don't know if you saw it. There was a guy that was training Zach Levine and Damian Lillard and some of these other guys mm-hmm. on what they could do once they got the ball. That is a travel or isn't a travel. So, you know, they have to they're 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 almost like learning not a new game, but learning a, a, a different way to play the game. And I think that's coming back to bite them in the butt here. Um, you know, I think I think uh, I mean, when you have JaVel McGee coming in as your center, <laughs> it's you're you're in you're in dire straits. I mean, I. They could have had. They could have brought in like Serge Ibaka. Maybe bring in Giannis. Maybe Serge Ibaka. Oh, you're making jokes. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) 
don't know why they couldn't have Rudy Gobert on their team. Like that would have <laughs> been a center to have. That would have been smart. Uh, you know, DeAndre Ayton, bring him in. But uh, no, yeah, it's uh, it's it's been it was a tough go yesterday for sure. And I think uh, you know you can say it's an overreaction, but when you lose this French team, it's just I mean it's I don't think it's I think an the French team is pretty solid. Like I think I think you're underestimating. Fournier and, and Batum. And the thing too is, is those guys no, look, I used to be a huge Batum guy, Batum on the Blazers. I thought was awesome. It was very good. Batum and the go look at Batum on the Clippers in the playoffs was good. He got back to Blazers level a little bit. Like, no, I'm with you. Batum with the Charlotte's bad Batum Clippers in the playoffs late against the Mavs. And even against the Suns, I thought he was pretty good. And then, the, and then the jazz, I thought he was pretty good. Um, but also the thing too, is that you didn't mention, I thought you were going to mention it is, is, and Gobert said it, or Batum said it is that the French national team plays together. Like every single summer, they have guys that know the rules and then they get the NBA, the, the the NBA guys, as you said, they just going out there trying to play the NBA style. That ain't going to work. And there's no cohesion with the team when they got to make their threes. And when they weren't making their threes, like yesterday, they're going to lose. Um, or they're going to be in close games. I mean, they were up seven late in the game, too. They were up seven with like four or five minutes to go. And France runs the same out-of-bounds play twice. I thought Popovich was such a good coach. He couldn't guard the same play twice. And they had two threes in the corner. And they're then they're up one. And they, they don't make a bucket or whatever the rest of the game. But um, I thought the line was 12. I would have bet France. I didn't bet the game. But I would I think I would have bet France in that one. Um, but they're laying... Uh, 39 against uh Iran uh tonight if that uh tickles your fancy. So because they should how many? 39. I mean if they don't win by 50, I think it's <laughs> uh, it, literally if they don't win by 50, you gotta have to start asking some questions. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we'll uh they'll uh they'll get back on track here. Who else is in their group? They play uh, I don't even I don't know. I couldn't remember who oh uh I don't know who else was in their group. I should probably have had that ready to go. Um, but uh, they got back tonight. Um, I think they play the Czech Republic. I don't know. But Luca was going. Luca went off this morning. 48 uh, points. Huh? 48 points. Yeah, I heard he had 17 in the first quarter and dropped a couple air balls. I always like the the preface on he dropped a couple air balls. But so he, still had, he still had 17 in the first. He still had 17 in the uh, first uh, in the um, first half, maybe tonight's a little uh, parlay going on with the uh, United States women's team. I know they've been struggling against Nigeria and the U S team against uh, Iran or no, that's tomorrow night at uh, no. Yeah. Tomorrow night. Okay. never mind. They play tomorrow night at 1140. Um, and then their final group stage game is against the Czech Republic. That's Saturday. Okay. Um, I was right on that, but uh, yeah, no, they got going on. I was so swimming. I want to get to swimming. I'm enjoying swimming. I always enjoy it. I will say I like that there is no like Michael Phelps. Not saying that Michael Phelps wasn't amazing to watch and incredible, but this sense of okay, this race, he's going to win the race. Like 
you get the guy from Tunisia winning what the four hundred i or the the four hundred free free yeah. There's mo- it's way more wide open on the men's side in swimming. There'll be like like one of the guys I think was supposed to win the butterfly from Japan. He didn't even make the final. It's like way more wide open. So chaos is going on. I always love it when someone in like lane eight or seven or one at the bottom of the pool is like up at, up there at the end of the race and they like came out of the blue from nowhere. Like it's way more open not saying that seeing someone so dominant like phelps is good but the sense of um the sense for chaos or just uncertainty is there and i'm enjoying that and even on the women's side when katie ladecki races look she's really uh really really good lost last night but uh there like it's still i'm enjoying that um, I agree to a certain extent. Um, the fact that there is anybody that, you know, anybody could win any given race on the men's side, um, you know, when Michael Phelps could have been in it uh, or, you know, his his events uh, that it was kind of a given that he would win. That part is is fun. But also, too, like I would like there to be like an American that it's like, all right, man, this gives us a shot to win it. Like I want to yeah. root for this guy. You know what I mean? And so there's not no, that there. There's been a couple there's been a couple guys that have been uh, and have done really well. And have been right in the thick of things. Um, so, you know, that yeah, obviously you have them to root for. But as far as the guy that's like, oh, man, like if he puts on a good show, like we got a chance to get gold here. So it's it's kind of a, a double edged sword, which, you know, like I said, I agree with with you to a certain extent. And yeah, the Katie Ledecky, she loses to uh, uh, an Australian swimmer yesterday in the 400 free, who is also the the same uh, girl who won the 2019 um uh, what was it? World Championships. Thank you. Yeah, in the same event, and that was the first time Katie Ledecky had ever lost that, or you know, didn't take first place in it. And so to see her run it back again, the Australian. Um, I know her last name's Titmus. I, I can't remember her first name. Um, but uh, Adrian, I think, or it starts with an A. I see. I almost said Abby, but I don't think that's it. No, it's A D something. Adrian okay. or something um but uh so yeah so that's been exciting but yeah i've been i've been obviously loving the swimming i mentioned that last week that that's one of the ones i i really enjoy um but uh, no it's been it's been good stuff so far um and the thing about the race that ledecky lost it's uh ariane Ariane. is 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 her name um so katie ledecky's got the world record Titmus ran or swam the second fastest time in history of the event for women and katie ledecky swam the third fastest time yeah that's just like a tough that's a tough walk right there. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's not like she ran her, she swam her second fastest time ever and still didn't get the gold. That's a tip of the cap uh, right there. But um, yeah, things are, things are getting, things are moving. I will say I'm, a, I've done a little more research on my uh, Norway and Finland. I'm somewhat confident on Finland that they can squeak out a medal checking out their team. I think they could do it in maybe a field event somewhere, but Norway getting over uh, 13 and a half medals. They've already got one. The guy won the uh, triathlon and then he got taken to the hospital because he was throwing up and everything. I don't know how Norway is going to squeak out another 12 or 13 medals. I think they were supposed to medal in some rifle event that the, that this woman did not, she got fourth. And so that's not a medal obviously, but uh uh, I'm not feeling great about the Norway, but in Team USA over 112, I think they'll wasn't a hot start, but I think they'll get over that there. Yeah, it was not a hot start. I, you know, they they at one point didn't have any medals, and then all of a sudden had five and were right in the lead. 
but uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's been, it's been fun. Like I said, it really hasn't left our TV. We watched a ton of women's gymnastics yesterday, um, which is it's, you know, we've talked about this before when it comes to like MMA or boxing or whatever it is. And you get a group of guys together and all of a sudden everyone is an MMA expert or a boxing (laughs) expert or, you know, a judge. And it happens every single time the Olympics are on. All of a sudden, you become an Olympic judge, and you're like, oh, oh, she's going to get deducted for that. Or, ooh, you, you see her feet separate there? Yeah, I don't know. And it's just, you know, <laughs> there was there was one. It was a floor routine, and it was one of the girls from Russia. And she was doing, like, that one-foot kind of spin thing, kind of like what um, uh, uh, ice skaters do. And she kind of wobbled a little bit. And Jimmy goes, oh, man, not very good. And I just kind of looked at her. and She goes, what? And I go, you go do that. She goes, oh, no, don't get me wrong. I can't do that. But you're at the Olympics. Clean it up a little bit. I was like, all right, I guess that's fair. But uh, like I said, it's just funny how all of a sudden you watch the Olympics for two minutes and you're uh, you're an international judge and know what's what to look for. Yeah. So my favorite is when they is when you do that in the um, in the diving. Yeah. Oh, too big a splash. Yeah, too, too, too big, too big. Yeah. Too, too big a splash. Too big a splash. I'm glad you brought up gymnastics. I was gonna mean up. I was gonna bring it up. Simone Biles really is. She might be too strong. She might be too powerful. She gets so high on the floor. She is un. It is unbelievable what she can do out there. And like she was off the mat, both feet off the mat, and still got like the highest score on Team USA in the floor and that should have been what a three point three tenths deduction or something whatever it was she is unbelievable yeah no it really is it's funny that you mentioned about her getting too high because i was saying the same (laughs) thing on the vault i was like she gets so high that you know it might be a detriment to her to her landing sometimes because she's coming down with such force but yeah, she's incredible. It's just unreal. Um, and uh, I was telling Jamie too. I was like, could you imagine, like, because you know she's widely regarded like the best gymnast to ever yeah. step foot in a gym. I said, like, could you imagine, like, a that being put on you when you're 24 years old, or b being her parents? It's like, yeah, your kid's the greatest to ever do something, and she's still, you know, very, very young. She was considered one of the best when she was 20 years old, four years ago. I was like, I deal with some of these baseball parents whose kid's decent, and they think he's going to be pitching for the Yankees next week. I can't imagine when your kid is actually regarded as the best to ever do something by everyone. Like, you know, nobody argues about it. And I was like, it's just wild to me. But she is she is absolutely unreal, uh, like you said. So even even when she does slip up here and there, like she her routine and the difficulty of the of the stuff she's doing is so difficult that it doesn't even really phase her. Like, uh, you know, she'll get a couple deductions, you know, like you said, three-tenths deduction or two-tenths deduction, whatever. And her score is still what some of these chicks' best score would have been. And it's just, it's it's crazy. It's it, And she just always has, like, a killer look in her eyes. And you can tell she's focused and uh, and ready for, uh, for, you know, ready for it. Yes. Uh, vault is my favorite. I will say vault is my favorite gymnastics event. I don't know if that's what you're saying. I think I'm an, is, I'm, vault, I'm an uneven bars guy. Uneven, uneven bars is good, but vault for some reason is my, uh, it, uh, um, it is my favorite. It's my favorite. All I'm all, I've always loved the vault. I don't know something about the running or whatever. Now, no one even goes straight up. They all do like a handstand they off got the a thing f- or whatever. Yeah. No one even does like, they don't, I don't know if you're, if you, if you're even allowed to just jump off the uh, um, jump off it, but it is, it is my favorite uh, gymnastics event, um, the vault, but uh, all right. I think their, their team, they get underway or their team event is uh, tomorrow night in prime time or tomorrow morning at like starts at five thirty AM. If you want to watch that, if you're up 
at that hour. So we'll keep talking about the Olympics coming up as they uh, move on. Is there anything else Olympics-wise right now that you want to get to? Uh, no, I, I, don't, I don't believe so. Uh, I will say, oh, we Softball. talked about swimming. Huh? Softball. That's one thing I want to mention. Seeing Monica Abbott and Kat Osterman out there dealing like it's 2006, unreal. Well, she, she learned at uh, Texas State. Chad Osterman. Yeah, head coach. But I, I've actually seen Monica Abbott pitch in real life uh, out at the when Dallas had a professional softball team for like a, a season and a half. And uh, she was playing for the Florida team, but she was here. And I had a friend that was playing on the team uh, on the Dallas team. And so I went to go watch like you want to talk about just like intimidating. I mean, she's like yeah. seven feet tall. So she, as far as when she strides, she literally hands the ball to the catcher and it's going 75 miles an hour. Yeah, good luck hitting any of that. Yeah, she's Cat Osterman too. She's like six. She's, she's yeah, yeah. She's, she's like six two, six three. But and she's thirty eight and just still is dealing. It's crazy. We did see her throw when she was there when I was at Texas State and she was assistant coach and um she was like we would watch her throw and everything and it was pretty uh pretty pretty impressive um out there. No, what I was gonna say is uh Rowdy Gaines is great swimming. He he is a, he is a great analyst. Um, I love, love hearing Rowdy Gaines and I do, I did enjoy Michael Phelps on the mic, uh, when he was calling the races, I, I liked that. And then when they went to him a little bit, it was interesting how they, uh, when they brought him on that set that's outside with Tariko, Tariko needs to get some better shoes with the shirt. Like he's <laughs> trying to go like off color shoes with the suit. It ain't working. Um, but I like how they showed the reaction when he goes, Oh, they almost screwed up the relay last night. And he goes, Oh, that was close. Um, I like Phelps on TV. He's good. And then Tony Hawk and the skateboarding was great. So I thought the skateboarding was very good. Um, it was enjoyable. I thought at first I was like, Oh, this is kind of dumb. They're doing two runs and, and then they'll do a best trick. I thought the best trick was awesome. I thought that was really, really cool. Yeah. When, uh, when I was watching the, um, the skateboarding and I heard Tony Hawk. I was like, there's no way they got Tony Hawk for the Olympics. Did they? And sure enough, they did. I was like, oh, that's awesome. And, uh, like I said, yeah, Michael Phelps for swimming, uh, really, really good. Um, but the skateboarding has been, has been exciting. I've, I've enjoyed watching it. Uh, they, they did. I don't know if you ever watched the street league that Rob Dyrdek put together. He was on ESPN quite a few times. Um, that was kind of the, uh, the format that they were using for that best trick where you kind of find like one line, you know, a stair set, you know, maybe a, a some other kind of rail or something. You try to do your best yeah. trick you got. And that was pretty much what the street league was. And so it's kind of cool to see, you know, a startup league like that. And then they take that format in the Olympics. So that was, that was kind of cool. Yep. All right. So we'll talk about this again on Thursday, but the Olympics have been good track. It's underway. I think Friday is when uh, athletics, they don't, they're not going to track and field athletics gets underway. I think on Friday of uh, this week. All right. Let's talk a little Texas OU. They made it official. They released a joint statement today saying that when uh, 2025 comes around, they will not be um, renewing the media rights or whatever the formality that they're going to leave. And this is paving the way for them to join the SEC. There's a lot. Really, the big issue is when is this going to happen? And I'm telling you what, I like they're saying, oh, yeah, we'll stay till uh, 2025 or they're Texas. and OU are not going to stay uh, till then. They are going to be in the SEC by 2023. I say this year, it honestly wouldn't shock me if by 2022 
they're in the SAC say next year, but 2023 is when they'll be in there. I think there's there's no way they're they're staying in the Big 12 till uh, till uh, 2025. That was my initial thought too. Was I I there's just no way that they stick around for that long. Um, you know, 2025, four years away. Very similar to the all the matchups that college football likes to uh, likes to announce seven or ten years in, in advance. But uh, if if they're ready to go now, I mean, the Big 12s obviously they they've either got to start looking for expansion and finding other teams to come in, or or they're just gonna you know it's just gonna fall apart. So I I agree. I think maybe this year, maybe maybe two more years of Texas OU in uh in the Big 12, and I think I think they're out. I don't think they because they I think they uh they read they they would have to pay seventy eight million dollars each to the Big 12 to uh you know for a for a buyout more or less because of the TV money coming in, and you know that's a hefty price tag. So if they play two more years, I you know that that price probably falls to around forty million, you know thirty eight thirty seven million. And uh, that's probably a little bit more manageable for them to be able to cut the check for that to say, hey, we're out. We'll probably make this back in the first year we're in the SEC. And so, uh, no, I totally agree that I think I don't think they last until 2025. Yeah, I, there's there's no way because what are they? Well, their whole thing is why they did this is so they could get out of the Big 12. Why are they going to wait four more years to stay in the conference? Like that doesn't make any sense. And like they were on a Big 12 call yesterday, but the Big 12 is dead. Like I saw that they're saying like, oh, we're going to try and we might add teams or blah, blah, blah. That conference is dead. That goes to group of five level. I hate to say it, but it goes to group of five level. Now group of six or whatever. Like there is no way the Big 12 is going to be able to survive this. Like, as we said the other week, what, what TV mark, what TV company, Fox or ESPN what is going to pay them the big money rights? They have no marquee team. Like they, there's no marquee team. Like that conference is donezo. Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah. Some of the teams that I saw them bringing in, you know, the easy ones, Houston, SMU here in Texas, uh, possibly bringing in Boise state or BYU, which those two make more sense to probably go to the PAC 12 than the big 12. Um, so yeah, I mean that, that you're a hundred percent, right. That is pretty much all, but said and done for, uh, for the Big 12, they're pretty much going to turn into just a, I think, a better group of five. And I don't even know if it's better, you know, just because Baylor, Oklahoma State. I know Oklahoma State's already been talking to the Big 10 about possibly joining them. And so uh, it's I think if the Big 12 is is smart now, obviously, this is last case scenario is, you know, just totally disintegrating the uh, the the conference altogether. But if they can kind of reclassify as one of those uh, uh, group of five, I don't know if there's a formal way of doing that or or what what the case may be uh but i think you stick around but you just say you know kind of take your chops and you know say hey look we're not one of the big dogs anymore we'll fall back to this group of five and uh and keep continuing to play the way we are now yeah but there's no way they're gonna say there there's no way they have the um they don't the ego is too big for them to say hey we're awareness yeah there's there's no self-awareness and like if you're oklahoma state Kansas, the rumors that they were already talking to the Big Ten. Like, if you're one of those teams, why do you not trying to say, "Hey, you know what? They're leaving. I'm on the first. I'm on the first uh, thing out of here. I'm going to join the Big Ten or the Pac-12 or wherever I can get, uh, wherever I can make some money." Like, why are they not just saying, "See you later. 
I'm done here, and it's every man for themselves. Like, really holding the bag is going to be is the Kansas as Kansas State, Baylor. They'll probably could squeak into the big the Pac-12 maybe. I think Texas Tech. Look, they'll probably go to the Pac-12. But like, they're going to be left holding the bag more than you could say Kansas or Oklahoma State or any of those. Like, why why would they not be searching for their next move right now? They would be dumb if they're not. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah, they, you got to be looking for your next move, and it's it should not be stick around there. Like you know, if, like you said, the big ones you mentioned, obviously Tech, uh, Kansas with basketball, Kansas State even with basketball, and then you look at Oklahoma State, who you know they're they're right in the thick of things. Both, I wouldn't say the thick of things for football, but they they have a decent showing football wise. They've been good in, in basketball. So if you if you're competing in any other sport other than football, I would say that you got to be looking for for your next way out. I don't know what that means for Kansas. I don't know where they go. For um, for basketball, I guess maybe the Big Ten as well, but uh, it's yeah. It, it, I think it was Dabo that said it, uh, you know, not too long ago that we may not recognize what college football looks like in the next few years, and I think he's right. I think it's coming sooner than even he might have thought. Yeah, no, okay, that's the whole thing about Dabo. But the whole Dabo was going at the NIL because he 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 loses sleep and he gets cold cold chills at the thought that players could could uh make money over over their name and like quote unquote get paid like that's what he that's what he was going for but yes no i understand where you're coming from like it's going to be four big conferences and we're going to see you know, there's going to be the the big 10 and the sec are going to be at the top of the lot there and then it's going to be the acc and the pac 12 just below but they're still going to get the same um the same thing the same they're all going to have the same chances, but people are going to, it's going to end up being like 16 team or like 20 team conference. That's the whole thing. Like if the big 10, they got 14 teams right now with the sec. What, what makes them not just say, Hey, you know what? We're going to get 20. Like we're going to, we'll, we'll pay Notre Dame a ton to join us. Um, Cause it makes sense. We'll, we'll, we'll pick off Oklahoma state and uh, Kansas and Why not sure, Kansas state too. Well, I don't think they want Kansas State, but hey, we'll 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 take TCU. Those are the four teams we had. Who says they just don't do that? We'll take the DFW TV market. I mean, Kansas and Kansas State aren't going to be a package deal. And the thing with the Big Ten is they have to have certain academic standards, as I put that in air quotes. Like that's what they're big on academic standards or whatever. And Kansas qualifies, Oklahoma State qualifies, obviously Notre Dame doesn't. I think Iowa State, but but uh, Iowa doesn't want Iowa State in there. So it's like they can get. I think we're going to like 16. Uh, that's that's going to be like a start. Like, I don't think it's going to be. I think we're, you're, you're going to see like 20. I think you see like 20. For a conference or something. Yeah, no, uh, I, I, I don't disagree with that at all either. And uh, what, I don't know why, but one of the one of the things that I keep thinking about with this Big 12 thing is what about West Virginia? Like they like they probably feel like, bro, what the hell? We just got here. We're finally settling in and now we got to find a new home. I think the easiest decision for them is go to the ACC. Yeah. Uh, you know, as long as Virginia and Virginia Tech are cool with that. I'm sure that's that's no big deal. And Pitt. Um, but, uh, you know, so that'll 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 I think that makes more sense for them too to kind of go back to playing teams on that side of the country anyway. Um, you know, week in and week out. But uh, yeah, and then you know TCU kind of the same way. Like, hey, buddy, we just we just got here. Now we got to find a new place to go to. So uh, it, I, I'm excited to kind of see what this kind of domino effect is and see how everyone kind of realigns 
Um, my question, do you think that we maybe find just a whole nother conference started altogether? Like there's a couple teams from say maybe, you know, like Boise state from the mountain West and BYU decides they want to join a conference and, you know, maybe Colorado isn't happy in, uh, in the PAC 12. And then, you know, all these teams kind of come together and form a different conference. Do you see that happening or you think they would just be all absorbed into the big 12 or, or something similar to that? No, no, I don't think they'll. No, because again, this is whole like on a on a money thing, and why would Colorado leave to be like a startup with Boise State and BYU when they're getting the money from the Pac-12? When albeit not that much, but you're in it. Like there needs to be a marquee in each conference. But so, but so, what if what if it it turns to a thing where they're getting a bigger piece of a smaller pie? Does that make sense? Yeah, no, it makes sense, but I, I don't know. I don't think they would do that. I, yeah, I don't know. I think like, cause then you're going to say, Hey, we could get, we'll still get our piece, but maybe when this deal goes up, we're, we'll get more and we'll be the same. And anyways, why would say you're Colorado? Why would your fans want to join a conference that's looked at in lesser stature than like, why, why would you want to drop down quote unquote to yeah. A group of whatever a group of five level when you're already in the Pac-12. Um, maybe compete. But, maybe give your you know if the playoff expands, you know maybe that that's yeah. something that gets taken into consideration. You know. Yeah, no, for sure. But you could also say, hey, maybe we got hot one year, and we go ten and two, and we find ourselves in the twelve team, or like you're gonna face better competition to potentially win those games more. I I don't know. I don't think any school would say, hey, we're gonna drop down from a power five and we're going to try and be in our own startup conference. Yeah. Um, Cause the whole thing is, is like, how are you going to sell it to the TV networks of this is our team. This is what, these are our big schools. These are what drive the eyeballs. You can't do it unless you're, unless you're latching on the USC, Ohio state, Texas, Alabama, Florida, LSU, Michigan still draws huge number like Notre Dame. you got to latch on to like one of those programs. And you're not just going to go on your own and say, hey, we're Colorado. Look, everyone likes watching a game of Colorado, but you're going to watch it for a couple of minutes. It's a cool scene, and then off you go. Like, that's that's where it comes to, I think. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, I don't think anyone's going to leave on their own for uh, to, to, to be the head honcho at a conference. But uh, we'll have to see what goes on here. Um, it is definitely very funny. The Aggies are talking through it still. They're, they're mad they were left out the whole time I saw People are saying that the SEC is not loyal. Well, the SEC is not looking after everyone. They're doing what's in best interest for their conference, and that's getting Texas and Oklahoma in there so they can get more revenue. So it's very funny to see the Aggies in it. And Texas is happy because they're making A&M's fans mad when really, look, they were the big bully on the block. They got their way. The SEC, no one really gets their own way. It's it's no one bullies around everybody. So I think the Texas University as a whole, like the boosters and the athletics department, everything, they're going to be in for a rude awakening when they have to uh, get in line or, or join, join the room and not, Hey, we're at the, we're at the head of the table. Uh, they don't get that seat in the sec. There's it's really does not happen. Oh no, a hundred percent. And that was the first thing I thought of too, was uh, you know, there's nobody that's going to be catering to, to every, to Texas, every need and want and, you know, whenever they 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 raise a fuss about something and and then even going farther back, you know, everyone was was 
was uh, ridiculing the Big 12 for saying, hey, horns down is not going to be a penalty. Well, now it makes sense because now they're trying to make Texas and Texas boosters happy, right? It's like, oh, you know, they're trying every – it's like when, you're, when, when your relationship's on the rocks and you know it's just a matter of time before uh, you break up and now you're trying to make like every last-ditch effort to try to uh, make everything good and happy and seem like everything's fine and dandy when it was a you know day late dollar short and that wasn't going to happen so uh uh yeah texas a is gonna have to fall in line and b i think the big 12 realized pretty quickly that this was going to happen and so they were trying to do make a you know one last ditch effort to try to change texas mind it just wasn't going to happen yep yep all right we will uh keep following that story and talking about that let's save the nfl for uh thursday when we get a little more action going on uh, one thing I did not mention, I just forgot about. We have a new team name. We do. We have a rebranding going on. Uh, I would say this is the first major rebranding of a sports team since the Washington Bullets. Uh, I was talking to my dad. I was like, when's the last time a team has changed their name like just a normal team? Team name, not an expansion team. That would be the Washington Bullets. Uh, trying to pull up the date. And the Charlotte the, Bobcats. We literally just talked about them last oh, week. Oh, that's true. Charlotte Bobcats. Well, they're such a re- they're so irrelevant. I didn't even think about that. The Tampa Bay Devil Rays. Yeah, but that just took out the Devils. Do you think that that's not a big? I mean, they changed the colors and changed the logo. Yeah, I guess. Okay. Um, but also, I look at Charlotte was like regaining their team name back from the mm-hmm. like they lost it to New Orleans and they're like regaining it. So I understand where you're coming from. But I guess like a whole new team. I don't know. That's a good one, though, on the Bobcats. But I think there's more there, though, than just like a total name change. Yeah, there was other circumstances that were yes. that led to that. Yes, and even with the Rays, you could say they, they just kept Rays. They did change the colors, but um, they went to that. The Wizards, that was in 1997. The Indians announced that they're going to be the Guardians. I would say that was probably the the front runner if you were doing some reading on the situation that there was not a lot getting out, but it seemed like, oh, the Guardians made sense. Um, it didn't get a lot of pushback from like people locally. The Athletic did like a fan run thing. Guardians won it. Um, Spiders was getting pushed back because they had the worst uh, record in league history in like the 1800s or whatever. That was my favorite. I thought we could have done really cool stuff with the logos and everything, but Guardians is a team name. It uh, it makes sense with the with the traffic guardians on the bridge. Um, it's right outside the stadium, and it's it's a team name. Look, the bigger issue with the with the with the Indians, the Cleveland baseball team, is that the lease agreement runs out at the end of 2023. We got to get that locked in, and how the renovations are going. Like they can whatever they want to be named. I'm still going to root for them as long as the team's in Cleveland. That's what I'm worrying about is staying the keeping the team in Cleveland, and that's that is the main issue right now. Rather than the Guardians, the fine name. Look, everybody is going. It's a lot of people nationally are more mad about the team name than the than people actually in the city of Cleveland. Like they're ripping it or whatever. But when something's new, you're 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 gonna say, okay, I don't like this or whatever. That's just what happens when you get a new team name or something. Yeah, well, you know, I texted you right away and was like, you know, not bad. Could have been a lot worse. Um, you know, it, it's it the 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 biggest thing is that it has a uh, connection to the city 
and it wasn't just like, you know, out of left field and, and didn't have yeah. anything to do with, with Cleveland or anything around it. Um, so that, I think that part, they, they hit the nail on the head with, um, the word marking and the logos, I think could use some work. Uh, but like we, we were talking about, you know, you have time to develop new logos. Teams come out with alternate logos or new logos all the time. Uh, you know, the, the, the baseball with the G and the, and the feathers kind of falling out, um, where uh, I think that's the logo that everyone's kind of trashing. And I think rightfully so it does kind of look like a, a clip art logo or, or, you know, even a single layer double A kind of logo there. Um, but yeah, no, the guardians I think is, isn't a bad name at all. My first thought was before I knew about the guardian uh, transportation or whatever on the bridge, I thought they went with it. Cause you know, guardians, Indians, you know, kind of similar oh, yeah. rolling, rolling off the tongue there. That's where my dumb brain went. And then when I found out about the the uh, the bridge thing, I was like, oh, well, you know, that makes sense. But it's also still kind of I mean, I guess you could still make the case that it, it kind of rolls off the tongue the same way of Guardians, Indians, uh, uh, you know, for the Cleveland baseball team. But, uh, you know, give it a year or two. Everyone will will get used to it and won't even remember that the team was called the Indians to begin with. Um, but uh, I don't think that's the case. <laughs> Well, you know, but you know what I mean? Like, it's just gonna oh, be like one of those things where it's like, you know, how many people are like, oh, the Tampa Bay Devil Rays. Now, now, now people just call them Tampa Bay Rays. Sure. Uh, you know what I mean? Um, but uh, so, yeah, I mean, not bad, not terrible. I think f- as far as a Washington football fan, uh, you know, when we're trying to come up with a new team name, everyone was kind of complaining because Washington was taking so long and, you know, it's, it's a two year process. And I think that's better for. See, well, I shouldn't say better, but it could be a double-edged sword because I think it's good because, like, hey, we're taking time. We're going to really sort through all our options. We're kind of go through this whole situation. Uh, so it's like, hey, we're giving this some thought. We're giving it some time. But then it's like if it comes out and it's bad, people are going to be like, you took all this time and this is what you came up with. So, you know, that that could be that could be, uh, like I said, a double-edged sword there because I, I, I don't feel like this was rushed for Cleveland. I think they – kind of set their mind on what they wanted to go for and what they had in mind to begin with. And they made their decision. And they went with it, which is fine. And I, I'm glad that they kept their same colors. That's one of the biggest things that they were pushing with Washington was, Hey, we're going to keep the same team colors. We're going to keep the same scheme because that's what fans really connect with more so than just the name is that the colors of the Jersey that they're representing and that they're rooting for. And so I think if they would have done like a total rebrand and came out with new colors and, and a, a whole new uniform thing, that would have been a bigger mistake than what they, than what they did. Not saying what they did was a mistake, but that would have been a, a big misstep. Um, no, I agree. And there were rumors a couple of weeks ago, like, oh, they're going to get new colors. And I was like, don't do that. Like, just like literally the jerseys are the exact same thing. They just have guardians on it. Like, yeah, the same font, like keep everything the same. Just change the name. Um, but I was really worried about the colors if that wasn't going to be there. And look, I'll give them credit. Like they played into like locally the team name. I said this on Twitter, but it was like, the football team we root for is literally named after the owner that founded the team, Paul Brown. Like, how lame a name is that? Like, the Cleveland Cavaliers. What the hell does Cleveland have to do with a deal with the Cavalier? It just won a name contest. Like, you're actually going to something that's been in the city for a while, so you're trying to keep it close, and it makes sense. Like, I'll give them credit for 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 playing that up more than anything, because also a lot of people thought they're like, oh, they're just going off Guardians of the Galaxy or whatever. And when people finally see it, <laughs> like that's what seriously people are like, oh, is it like a Marvel thing or like whatever? What's going on there? I'm like, no, you morons! Everybody's everybody's telling you what it's about, but you still want to think it's about Guardians of the Galaxy. Now, don't think I won't be doing some photoshops of Guardian in the Galaxy, but. You morons, do what you're t- do what you're uh, what you're saying right there, or whatever. Like it's they're telling you what they're naming it about. 
like don't try and make it something it's not um but i am surprised that they named their team before washington washington did like and i know you want to you want to um get it right and you want to take your time but washington has been they're almost at the point where if they don't come up with a good team name like people are gonna be like well we should just keep being called the uh football team like that's what we should be doing i'd rather be called the football team rather than whatever it's gonna be uh and you and that's kind of the camp that i fall under is i'm i'm all on board with being the washington football team i really i think it's pretty cool i think it's kind of catchy when it first came out i was kind of like everybody else like uh you know i don't know whatever but i'm actually i'm on board and totally fine with being a washington football team especially after they said they weren't gonna be the washington warriors that was my number one choice uh one of the words one of the names being talked about is the washington renegades which i think that would kind of be cool that does also kind of sound like a an arena football team or an xfl football team i think the Uh, renegades were an xfl they were the houston renegades right Oh, were they? I think so. Oh, well, there you go. Uh, I mean, the Guardians kind of sounds the same, right? Well, was the New York Guardians for the uh, XFL? <laughs> okay, so yeah, so see, kind of fall under the same thing there. But uh, but no, I would I would totally be fine being the Washington football team. I think it's really cool. And anybody that tries to troll us, and like, oh, you don't even have a, have a team name, like really good one there, bud. Great one, uh, you know. But uh, so that in that case, like I said, I fall under the camp of let's just stick with the Washington football team. I think everyone kind of rallies around it. It's really cool. Um, but, uh, if they end up coming up with, with a different name, you know, we'll, uh, we'll have to see what it is until I can give my take, but, uh, either way, it's not like I'm going to stop rooting for them and become a different fan yes. of someone else. What, uh, what'd you say the Washington renegades? Did you say that was in the mix? Yeah, that was in the mix. Okay. Um, hold on. So I got it wrong. It was the Houston roughnecks. How dare we forget? It was the Dallas, Dallas renegades. renegades. Yeah. How Dallas dare renegades. we forget the Dallas renegades? Yeah, that was that's a big miss on our part there. Yes. Yeah, um, but uh, but then, you know they also have like the Washington monuments, which I think is stupid. <laughs> yeah, uh, you know senators, presidents. You can't just steal the old baseball team. Yeah, the monarchs, uh, which that's a WNBA team. Um, everyone, the, the biggest one is Washington Red Wolves. Um, I'm like that's fine. I'd prefer the Washington Wolves. And one of the beat writers there said that he has a very good feeling that red won't be in the team name at all um, because of Redskins. No, no, just in general. He said he doesn't feel yeah, like sure. it's a given that that it will be uh, a part of it. So, you know, people are wanting red wolves. I'm cool with wolves because like, I think I've mentioned this before. Howling at a game is just electric and so fun. So if that's the case then sign me up for that. But, uh, you know, we'll, we'll we'll kind of play it. I like I said, I'm, I'm rooting for Washington football team or uh, the Renegades. It's like a. Uh barking at a football game everyone loves to do it exactly it's uh, totally it, it rallies the crowd it gets them all together <laughs> especially after a big play or a touchdown it's it's electric i mean you've seen it yeah you've seen it firsthand i've seen, I've seen it firsthand i've experienced it <laughs> um but you uh, almost have no choice but to join in whether you're rooting for them or not seriously you just gotta do it no one lo- no one loves you could you could bring uh what do wolves eat other there's no animals. like how, well, I know, but there's no like, hey, you could bring dog biscuits to a game and yeah. throw them on the field at the other players or like they're, they're, you could whatever. I'm trying to go on that. But a raccoon carcass. There you go. Um, one thing, though, that Paul Dolan did say that I think Washington's running into. First of all, there's not that many names that like all the names of teams have been around forever. Like how many really names are you? What are you going to go for? So the names are 
going to be hard to get or you don't want to copy or anything like that. But also like the whole trademark thing is like they have to get it so they can trademark where if they're not sharing, um, they're not sharing revenue with someone else or like the whole trademark thing, like they, they got to get the trademark on that is that could also put a hindrance on whatever name that, the, say the Indians wanted to change to, or Washington wants to change to, like that's a big, that's a big, big issue too. Yeah, no, and I saw um, Cleveland Guardians are going to run into this issue because there's a roller derby team called the Cleveland Guardians. Yeah, they own uh, the Instagram, they own uh, ClevelandGuardians.com, and they have a Facebook of Cleveland Guardians. So they're about to, they're about to see a bag uh, for uh, to to give all that stuff up. That's fine. They should do it. They should help the city out. Let's not be a bunch of idiots here. <laughs> um, um, but uh, yeah, so the people are also upset that there was no way for them to buy Guardians merchandise from the team. But they said we sent it. We sent it to Nike like a couple days ago. So it's a Nike sand, and they haven't released it. Yet. Also, they didn't want to say like, "Hey, if you send it to Nike early on, that thing's getting leaked so immediately." Fast. Yeah. It also, I will say, it did get leaked. This one guy, McNeil. Uh, Reflog is his at, which is his handle, uh, at Reflog18, which is literally just golfer and the number 18, which is crazy. But, uh, some he gets a ton of anonymous tips. But he said, Hey, coming out Friday, new team named his Guardian, it's going to be out of like 9 30, 9 40, uh, Eastern time. What do you know? Dropped at like 9 30 Eastern time, right around that, and was the Guardian. So, I was like, okay, if this guy's right, it's the Guardians. But I also thought one last thing, and then we could wrap up. I also thought the video with Tom Hanks they did was very good. People are like, oh, you got Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks has stated that he's a Cleveland sports guy. I know that's crazy. But when he was doing his acting, he was in Cleveland a lot, and they said that Cleveland was very trans, uh, helped him, was was in his transformative years when he was living there. So he's a, like when he's posted SNL, he always yells out a go tribe or whatever. So Tom Hanks in the video made made sense it's not just hey let's go find a huge celebrity here and um bring him in the video like tom hanks that he made sense in the video yeah i was wondering i didn't know if he was a, a an ohio guy or what but that also sparked debate across washington twitter of who should voice our video and uh, people were saying james earl jones morgan freeman but they're like the given has got to be Matthew McConaughey, because he's a huge Washington football fan, yeah. and he's got he's got the cool guy voice. He's got it all. So I think uh, we'll be on the lookout for that. See if McConaughey will uh, will lay down the track for for our release video. We'll have to see. We'll have to see. All right. Do you have anything else before we wrap up? I think that's it. I think we hit, co- hit covered all our bases there. We we did all right. We'll keep following the Olympics. We'll keep uh, keep checking out the TikTok. I will say, you know that I said overtime, whatever posted on that video on Instagram. Yeah. I've already gained like six new followers on the gram. Um, so we'll see what that goes up. We're up to 4.4 million views. Um, so we will. Uh, Another 53K on, on, on Instagram on overtime. Love it. Love it. Just racking up numbers. Racking up numbers. But uh, all right. Thanks, everybody, for listening this week. We'll be back on Thursday. Have a good one.